You can kick your fancy ales, you can drink them by the flagon, but the only food for the brave and true comes from the green dragon. Welcome to the Green Dragon Podcast, your podcast about the Lord of the Rings, the Hobbit, and whatever else we feel like talking about. I'm Jeremy, with me is Kylie. Hey. And David. Greetings. And this is the penultimate, the second last, second to none, mustering of an army. Mustering an army? The depths of the forest. Because we're covering three lists today. We're covering the foresty lists. We're covering Kylie's favorite, Wanderers in the Wild. My favorite, Radagast Alliance. And David's, well, it's not his favorite. We just told him he has to do it. Denizens of Mirkwood, the evil list. I do like the name, however. You've you've got to have some denizens around. It's it's, just, it's a really cool name. The it's list it's is not a, a it's not a fantasy war game if you don't have denizens. Yeah, absolutely. It's a it's an interesting list. But we're gonna go through and we're gonna do something a little bit different this time. We're gonna basically choose our own points and then describe how we would use these lists. So we've each taken a list, and I think David's taken two lists. Is that right, David? Ah, uh, yes. I've got well. Effectively, three or four or five. Depends how many you want. Hmm. So what we're going to do is start... David, I think we should start with the Denizens of Mirkwood because we've all been anticipating the muster Denizens of Mirkwood. What do I do when I've got three options in my whole list? Well, I was flicking through the book, so I forgot about the Spider Queen completely because that wasn't in the original listing. So you've got Mirkwood Spiders at 25 points Yep. on their... What are they? 50 mil bases? Uh, 60 mil bases. 60, 60 mil bases. Okay, so on the giant bases. And you've got the 9.4 wogs. I would suggest using these guys as allies. <laughs> Otherwise, I know you're going to have a really boring list. Unless you're playing against a one-model Sauron army, then the spiders just don't Oh, yeah, just bury them under the sheer weight of... You know. Honestly, though, against an all-hero list, you don't really want to be playing a full Mirkwood spider list. No. Or anything with, like, a reasonable number of Mirkwood spiders. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they I have a story deadly. that I'm going to say later about mm-hmm. Mirkwood Spiders, but in the meantime, no. tell us your list, David. Depends how many points you got. Let's say 400. Sounds good. Round <laughs> number. Let's say we take eight Mirkwood Spiders. So that's half of it for 200 points. Mm-hmm. That leaves us 200 points to, well, let's see. What's that? 20, 22, 22, 22 Falwags. Can Amazing. charge around corners without line of sight. So what's that? Twenty-two plus eight, thirty models, thirty warbands, <laughs> thirty warbands. I hate this rule. <laughs> You've you got still the... need a hero leader list, so let's bump the points up to five hundred and take a wild wild chieftain as the leader. Yep, ally in a wild wild chieftain. Yes. Or oh, what's the spider queen? One fifteen. One fifteen. Yeah, drop a drop a couple wags and put it in the spider queen at five hundred. Even better. Then you've got a terrible list, but it could be fun. And you can drop some broodlings. <laughs> yeah. All right. So serious talk time. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. I have a story. Great story. It's a fun story. It's a story that involves dwarves dying to Mirkwood spiders. So I was looking at the Mirkwood spider and going, how can I use this rule to my advantage? And I thought, they make enemies use fate. What in the game likes fighting stuff with no fate? I know, the Necromaster and Castellans with Morgul Blade. Yeah, it's a good combination. So I took an army with four spiders, two Castellans, some other stuff, a Necromancer, and lined up, because your spiders can move and shoot, lined them all up. Everyone went just about right. I think I've got this just in the right position. And they all threw their spider webs. And Martin went, oh no, spider webs. I'll use my fate to avoid them. And burnt all his fate. And still went down. So Martin is paralyzed on the ground. And then a castellan casually walked up to Martin and went, Morgul Blade, dead Martin. Martin. Is he the spear dwarfy guy? Yes. Yeah. I tried the same thing on um 
Durin, but Durin. unfortunately his magic hat kept saving him. Yeah, that's cool. I got him on the ground though with the trick. I, I managed like to the combo of Castellans and spiders. So yeah, Castellans with the Necromancer and the spiders work really well, but it works even better because one really important fact, the Necromancer allows you to take fight for Orc Spearmen. Yeah, that's true, because the fight too is a bit Those of a spiders with fight for Orc Spearmen behind them are freaking scary. Yeah, 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 because their strength, what, their strength five, aren't they? They hit but hard. fight two. They're slower yeah. than the giant spiders, they're lower fight than giant spiders, but everything else is good. Mm. You can also take them with um the Goblin Shaman that makes spiders crazy. Yeah, Druzak. Druzak. Yeah, they're, they're okay with Druzak. I'd still take a regular giant spider over them. But I think giant spiders are the better choice in most cases, except I think you could sell them tricky. Yeah, but if you're, taking a beast, if you're taking a beast army and you want a couple of free drops, you know, chuck a couple of microbe spiders in there. It can be quite useful. They are a real threat to heroes, and, and most of the time they won't do it, but the fact that they peel off their fate and potentially paralyze them is nasty. I've yeah. seen in a game, wasn't me playing, I've seen in the game um, two spiders walk up to Gilgalad, both roll a six, both hit Gilgalad with the thing, and then Gilgalad just went, oh no, and then fell off his horse. Very yeah, good. Got up the next turn, but killed his horse and his fate point. Because their shoot value is pretty poor, so it's five. It, yeah. So if it's you move, a long you're shot. hitting on sixes. It's mm. a long shot to hit something, but when you do. Oh, it's it's one of the most yeah. brutal shoots. If you're actually going to plan on using the, the spider shoot rule, you need three or four of them to make him work. So. Yes. 800-point army, think of it as a 700-point army you're going to really write, and then you're just going to put four spiders in to back it up. Yeah. Yeah, no, they're, they're a good choice. The Falwags are a very popular choice to put into armies because they, they give you warband advantage, which I really don't like the rule. I wish you just said fill a warband first. So mm-hmm. take full 12 models and then take your second warband because I don't yeah. see why they made, made it like this. Anyway, but the Falwags themselves, uh, the best thing about them is the fell site. Just to yeah. be able to sit them behind a wall, they can they can capture objectives, they can sit there, and then they can go jump around the corner and get traps. It's just amazing. Yes, it's the old rule: you can't fight what you can't what you can't see. These guys can fight what they, they can't can. see. And you put a pack of them together, like three or four of them, and suddenly, like archers and that, feel very threatened because mm. they can't see you, and you just jump around. Uh, in small games, the these guys with the well, with the hunter of annoying. They're, they're a pain because they can they can just wait to you outweight you because they're not very expensive and then once you've got something they just they opportunistically go and get a trap on you hmm. i'm gonna go next i have got a radagast alliance which is the new list from the the hobbit what is it desolation of smaug or mm-hmm. battle of five armies or both this one you get a few options here you've got a couple of versions of radagast you've got radagast on foot radagast on horse radagast and sleigh and radagast on eagle you've got all the radagast being his alliance You've got Guahia and the, the Great Eagles, pretty good. You've got Bard, the Bowman, strangely enough. You've got Tariel, the Exile, with a broken bow so she can't shoot. You've got Bayorn. And I think that covers them all. I'm pretty sure that that's all the ones in the list. So I put together, first of all, an 800-point list. So this is my 800 points Radagast Alliance list, which is going to be fun to play, but I'm not sure how effective it is. I really do want to try it out. I'm going to put some work into it. It has Radagast on Eagle, which is basically plays like you would play a, a, a Nazgul, really. Mm. He's he's a combat Radagast with a few bits of spell support, which is actually pretty good because a lot of Radagast spells aren't that good. Strangely enough, he probably picks up a really good spell, the Nature's Wrath. Yeah. Um, so you've, you've got legitimately three spells for the game that you're going to use, and then he's just all combat. Yeah, one Nature's Wrath, maybe, maybe a Dismay if you're lucky. Yeah. I think you choose in between the Wrath and the Dismay. Or one of each. Well, the nice thing is you don't have to worry about casting the Terror because it's yeah. 
Because you're on an eagle. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's that's my first choice. He has a warband of one great eagle. Always, then, always useful. Yeah. Well, that's, it's nice because it can means he's not going to get surrounded in a hurry because I've got the eagle to 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 move around and they're super fast, super fast, so fast. Then I've got Bayorn. Bayorn. The shapeshifter Bayorn. No bow. The Bayorn starts as a man, turns into a bear. He always starts as a man, doesn't he? In in this, yes, yeah, it's a scenario. In points match, he yep. starts as a man. Starts as a man, and then starts rolling madly. Turn into a bear! Come on, turn into a bear, and just get into a bear as soon as possible because I don't want to keep him as a man. And he's got an eagle as well. Again, always useful. So that eagle can protect him a little bit while he's turning into a bear, and then he just pushes the eagle out of the way and says, "Get yeah. out of here!" Eagle. The eagle drops him out of the air, and he tries yeah. to change as he falls. Oh, so good. Then, if you don't get the roll in time, he hits the ground, takes damage. I've got once again. I've got Bard for some reason. Bard suddenly in this list. He's got his black arrow. He's he's off on his own. He's he's like doing some fishing or something. And an eagle picks him up, plucks him. Says we're gonna fast forward in time and go fight in the battle of the five armies. Bard, you watch it. And he gets shipped over with his warband of a great eagle. So six models. Three of them are, are warriors, great eagles. Not bad warriors. Not bad. And you've got the hitting power of of Radagast on the eagle. You've got the the just the awesomeness of Bayorn and then the sneakiness of, of Bart and Bart as your your archery is pretty cool because he's scary he can he can take down foul beasts he can take down I don't know like Boromir of Gondors if he feels like it he can take down all kinds of fun stuff have a go at a shade if he feels like it Baron White's particularly good for him to shoot at or anything without fate so things like um like cave trolls and things like that he loves to go against because you can finish off once they're down to one wound black arrow away and, and you know you're pretty much going to get it off one of my favorite things i've done with the black arrow was i needed to kill one more model to break but i wasn't able to charge anything so i black arrowed a random guy across the table yeah just, yeah just, why just, not just, you just, just, i'm black arrowing you shoot hit kill broke came into that turn and the nice Fantastic. thing about the black arrow is you can declare it halfway through your shoot so i often declare it as the third shot so you go hit wound to hit wound black arrow let's finish it off and it's incredibly effective against things like a cave troll has three wounds. So mm. you shoot it, you might spend a point of might to get the wound. You shoot it again, spend another point of might. You're sitting on one might, black arrow it, finish it off. A dead cave troll is a good cave troll. And then, then Bard's essentially broken even in points and he could just be annoying for the rest of the game. Shoot some more guys, do some and really good combat. Gets close, he walks up to him and goes, I have three attacks. At five he's good five. in combat. Fear yeah. me. Yeah, he's actually really good. I think that list could be good fun to do. It's, it's very maneuverable. Basically, just Bard and Bayorn are slowing me down. And Bayorn's, Bayorn's reasonably quick. Bard himself, he can just go hide. I can just go set him up in a forest or a building or whatever, mm. take some shots, and then just run away. And then, yeah, not worry about him. He can hold his own in combat, especially if I sit him into a corner and he's just one model attacking him. Pretty nice one. And I've upped it to 1,000 points. Now, this is my 1,000-point tournament list. Tournament list. So the theme is not 100% in this list. theme wasn't 100% in the last list, to be honest. This one's got... Radagast, the 200-point version. I could only mm -hmm. afford the 200-point version. I couldn't afford the 210-point version, which was the eagle. So it has Slay and the little rat creature thing, Sebastian. Hamster, whatever he is. Hedgehog. Hedgehog. Magic familiar. Yes. Slay, Hedgehog, Radagast, solid solid unit. It's, it's a really good one. When you can pull five attacks, you're laughing. There aren't many models in the game that can go, I can comfortably get to five attacks. Yeah. To with a two the guy weapon. who rides the elk? Yeah, there's a, there's a couple. Thranduil? Yeah, that guy, him. I yeah, don't think he, he can, can get to five. Oh, can he? 
if he's on foot and gets charged by tons of dudes, he can get to five. Okay. Watcher's got six. Gorvar with a spear support has five. Yeah, the fatty king. There aren't many. Moomark with many. pikes. No, there's not many. Not many at all. So he's he's really solid. He's probably one of the best value ones for it. Then you have Guahir, the eagle. So I've got an eagle leader. Then I've got Bard as well. Same same tactic of Bard. I've got Bayorn. I've got Tariel, the exile. And then three eagles, which I can spread into the other warbands. My thought is to put one with Radagast on Slay, put one with Guahir, and to put one with Bayorn, leading Bard on his own and Tariel on, on her own. So they can basically be deployed anywhere they want as a single drop. So usually I'll probably drop Tariel first, put her just in a forest somewhere, and just leave her there. And then she can come out and start taking on troops, or she'd be annoying and just run away and hide. I like her as a tag team with Bard and, like, little, like, stealth ops running through buildings and, like, tight corridors and stuff and then jumping on. Yeah, Bard shooting, and then when they come out and fight, you've got two three-attack characters coming at you. They're pretty nasty. Mm. So, yeah, they're, they're... I, I can't wait to play this list. Now, my theme list for 1,000. My theme list for 1,000, this is my last one, is going to be Radagast on Eagle. This is five armies. Okay. Radagast on Eagle, four Eagles spread in the warbands as I see fit. Guahia, so six Eagles in total. Looks amazing. So many Eagles. Then Bayorn, who has a bow. Not for long because he's turning to the bear as soon as possible, but he's my archery support because I didn't take Bard this time. I took Tariel with no bow. So Tariel. got to convert up a Beyond the Bear with a really big bear-sized bow. <laughs> I have I have the man with a really big bear-sized bow. Like, it's a massive bow. I was thinking more like a tree trunk that he's just, like, tied a rope around. But he loses it as the bear. Oh. It's gone. He doesn't keep it. He keeps it as the man. Mm. So he's, while he's trying to change to a bear, I can lo- put off a shot or two. Yeah. So that's, I think that's going to be a fun list. I'm looking forward to that one. But in terms of how I'd use him in allies and that sort of stuff, well, I've seen Bayorn use pretty effectively ally with dwarves and some other armies. I particularly like him with the um, move eight wood elves. Yeah, I, I would love him with a throwing weapon wood elf army. That would be huge, I think. And then you definitely take the bow. Gildor with some of his fast Nike boot elves and Bayorn running down a flank is surprisingly scary. Guahir seems to turn up in every army, so good, good eagle. I don't think that tower you ally in. I think you just take the one of the bow because for extra five points, having having you know what I reckon bow. if you're gonna take that tarel. Ally and a killy, the killy with um, yes, it's got the the killy rule, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. just 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 killy. Don't take his brother. Just just him. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And then I think that's all that I've said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's my thoughts. Now let's go on to the serious list. This is the one that's got some power behind it, which is a bit unexpected. The Wanderers in the Wild from yep. the Lord of the Rings. We've got both of you with a list on it. Let's go, yep. Kylie first. Now I will admit, I I kind of cheated a little bit with this list. This is a list I've already taken before. This is a list where... So we're expecting brilliance yeah, this, here. This, this is a list where I finally realized what monsters can do and how to use their full potential. And how I did this was with the trees. Trees. Which trees? The ants, of course. Okay, so you've got tree beards. So I took this one to Sydney. This won me a tournament quite convincingly. Every time you come on, you just I talk know. about winning tournaments, don't you? Every know, single it. time. Every single time. Do you ever play a game that's not winning a tournament? Yes, usually the games I play to practice for tournaments. That's what I'm doing wrong. All those Malifaux games to practice for tournaments haven't been working. I'm just calling all my games a tournament now, and I'm not counting them if I lose. I won another tournament. Look at me. Okay, show me. Anyway, I was the person who was single-handedly responsible for the reason why Wozes went out of stock in Australia. That was you? That was me. Anyway, Warband number one, as well as a Warband, the Army's leader. Is Treebeard. How many points? 
800. 800. Uh, no, 750. 750, gotcha. Treebeard. Treebeard. Almost 200 points. Nice. He is leading 10 Woes Warriors. Mm-hmm. The next warband, warband number two, is Gamburigan leading 10 Woes and a single Ent. Okay, so he's got a bodyguard. Nice. So we're up to two Ents now and a bunch of rubbish. Yeah. Next is Brandabus. Not Turk. He's brand er bus Pure cheese. Proxying because you wanted another hero for it. So you've gone and converted up a Woes Warrior on horse. And he is also leading 10 Woes Warriors and an Ent. Yep. So the idea behind this list, of course, is the Ents do all the work. The Woes avoid combat at all yet. times. Not done Is that? Is there more? No. There's one more model in the army. What is it? A Drunadane with spear. Okay, well, that's that's much of a much. This isn't I had 25 points left. I had to do something with it. Yeah, so you go and you just... Yeah, the monsters support each other, do all the work, and they're hard to get through, and the woes just never get charged because you're just screening off of them. You can do barges, you can do throws, you can do rends, you can do everything. Yeah, it's quite a fun list to use. And it is hard to kill an ant. Well, they're that's just, why you... Especially gotta, when they've got little woes running around their feet. Yep. So you try and get in on the ant and try and, like, get multiple guys in, and then the woes just go... Yeah, they pull uh-uh. them off. And they just sort of pull off guys and then Treebeard's, you know, smushing people. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a tough army to fight. One thing I don't think that army would like too much is a throwing weapon spam army. Because I think that one turn where you get within the six inches of it and take out a bunch of woeses. I know what you're thinking. How do I deal with that? You I've send got, the ants. I've, I've, got, I've got a way of dealing with that. Yeah, the woeses are over six inches away from the ants. No, no, no. You don't even go anywhere. Not even with the Ents do you go near the throwing weapons. You stay as far back as you can. You sit there in a nice line behind a piece of wall or some fur- furniture or a building or some chairs or I don't know. So you play a board stuff. game. You sit in the corner of the board. You put all your woes in you the corner. You sit in the corner of the board. You just sit behind Such stuff. Such a boring tactic. You fall and you back sit to there and you just go, come at me. And then when they do, the three Ents pick up three giant boulders and go, have some strength and tones. And then when you get within 12 inches... The boys just go, eat 30 blowpipes. So what do you do when they do the opposite? They sit in the opposite corner and you'll see in that corner. You just well, no, that's stuff. the thing. You outrange them. Eventually, you'll just be able to just plodge along forward and eventually your ants will get in range and just start throwing their stones at them. Yeah, then they get impatient and run at you, and then at which point you just run in with the ants and beat it's them. It's a very strong list. It's one that if you if you manage to get to the woes, you're okay. It means you might end up spending all your resources to take down a single ant and try and move through. And that's it's it's one option for it. If most people don't expect and don't design the list around it, it's going to be particularly tough. If you design the list around it, I think you could probably pull it out. I think there's some magic list that could be really annoying for it. There's some magic has a tendency to be annoying, yeah, because you've got three ants. But then again, you've got three ants, so it's hard to pin down all of them. No, but you basically Treebeard can deal with the magic okay, but the other two could be really annoyed by a cheeky transfix or something like that, or a compel. Or that's why you have Brandabus behind the first ant. And the Dunedain with spear behind the second end. Yeah. Going, we have spear supports with might. Yeah, I'm more thinking just to, to move them out of the way. Oh, yeah, fair enough. And just fair block enough. off. Because they're a big base. You could, if you're very clever with, say, compels, you could, in theory, move the ends to screw up your own lines and then run past them. And that's, that's how I would go about it. But no, nice. I'm going to go buy some horses as well. Okay, David. Okay, the challenge was try and get Tom Bombadil and Goldberry into an army. Problem is, they don't really fit with any of the people in the Wanderers of the Wild, because they used to have that special rule where they never leave the old forest. So the rest of the army is having to come to them. Yep. So I called on some hobbits, because they're the only people who seem to live in that part of the world. So I've gone for 350 points of hobbits, and then I'll drop in some allies of Tom Bombadil later, which pretty much means you've got Sam, Mary, Pippin, and Paladin. 
full war band each. Add Fatty and Lobelia, that's pretty well 350 points. You've got 54 models, 16 archers, Fatty Bulger. Yep. The slight downside is uh, your heroes aren't exactly the toughest things going around. No, but you have the best tanks in the game. Which is then Tom Bombadil and Goldberry come in. Mm. Bumps the list from 350 to, well, 650, but they can never lose a combat. They can never be killed. They give extra resources back to your heroes. They heal wounds. They give might. They auto-pass courage, and everybody within three inches auto-passes courage. You pretty much put them on a section of battlefield and go, that section of battlefield is mine. I've seen people design lists where they try to go for like a very small amount of models and take a fact that, that you can't break with Goldberry and Bombadil. You then you can't actually, yeah, you can't capture objectives. I've heard there's a there's a list going around that I think it's Galadriel with the mirror, Tom Bombadil and Goldberry, and, and Legolas, no, Legolas with an elven cloak. And you sit in the corner of the board, you use Tom Bombadil, Goldberry, and the mirror, so no one can actually charge Legolas. And then Legolas just sits there going, I'm pegging out shots every turn. Problem with that strategy is, okay, yes, you win Lords of Battle pretty much hands down, but... Mm. You can't really do anything else with it. You can't win the jump in the middle and sit on the, the hill one. <laughs> and that's the problem. There's also the problem is if they don't come within 24 inches of that corner, you're going to have to leave the mirror behind and go looking for them. Mm. And the other thing as well is if you do the other option, which is say take something like a tree beard or a beyond and just sit there constantly healing, the beyond every turn giving him two points of might, that's great. You can still kill beyond in one round of combat with full stats. It's dead. tricky though because he's got Bombadil in combat. Bombadil on one side, Goldberry on the other. So mm. it's very hard to get a lot of models in because you cannot enter their control zones. That said, there's only three of them. So you yeah, can get he, tricky and get around If he backs them. up against terrain, Bombadil on one side, Goldberry on the other. It's You're only getting two, three models in. It's doable. It's doable, but it's hard. It means you commit all your heroes, basically. Yeah. For one turn, you spend everything you've got and you hope. And if you don't get it, heals straight back up. Yeah, yeah. And you've just played the world's most boring game. Pretty much, which I is why I dumped him in a Hobbit list. <laughs> yeah, you know, the Hobbit I think if you're going to actually run Bombadil, you don't run Goldberry as well, just Bombadil, put him in an Arna list. Because I think he has the perfect rules to help support a Arna list. Goldberry like model that. with the flowing dress and the candle. And I, no, I User like, as an objective. I like that for the, for the story as well, because it's not too far. It, it is far away from the Old Forest, but it's not as far as some other things. Mm. The Old Forest used to be bigger. Arnor used to stretch further down. There's the kings that used to live in the barrows. They could have been vaguely yeah, Arnor-ish. I, I could see that well, happening. An army I was originally going to take to a tournament coming up in Sydney, but then read the players' pack and realized Tom Bombadil and Goldberry were banned. Good choice. Face, um, was Arvadoi Malbeth, two captains, Arathorn, and a bunch of Avengers of the North, and Bombadil. And Bombadil basically fixes the problem of Arnold, which they have a little low courage because he lets dudes around him auto-pass. And he's the perfect bodyguard for Arva Dewey. All shots that go at Arva Dewey just bounce off Bombadil because Bombadil's standing in front of him. You can't actually get into Arva Dewey because he's got a Bombadil standing next to him and can heal Arva Dewey if he should ever happen to take wounds. Mm. Yeah, so that's Tom Bombadil. Basically, if you're going to use him in a standard list, he's usually just pointing towards the biggest thing and just, just pin it down for the whole game. So he stands in front of the Mermark and the Mermark looks at him and goes, Ugh. now what? He looks at a Balrog and just says, oh, we're going to stare each other he the looks whole at game. Sar he looks at any hero and does, does it. When he, when he enters combat, he auto-wins the fight, but no one on your side can strike blows. So he's just saying this fight did not happen. These are not 
this is not the fight you're looking for. Move so he's along. the most reliable combat model in the game. Mm-hmm. Zero yeah. damage potential, unless he pushes people back until they fall off something. But he's like he's like shielding, guaranteeing the result you want. Yeah. So any situation you shield, Tombi Umbadil does it better. That's all he does. Yeah. And he heals stuff. No, yeah, yeah. no, no, no. So... That, that's all good. He's a tricky model to use, but you can use him. And what we've said to play against him is just uh, kill heroes in one turn. Don't don't let them heal up again. Mm. Yep. Okay, so that's our leftoverless there. Next time we've got just a couple more lists to go, mainly hero ones, and then we're done mm-hmm. with the musters. Done with the musters. See you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Green Dragon Podcast. Please be advised that the Green Dragon Podcast is not suitable for children, the elderly, pregnant women, those with a history of heart conditions, or anyone expecting to receive worthwhile advice. You can contact us on thegreendragonpodcasts at gmail.com. Yes, it has an S at the end. Or our Facebook page, The Green Dragon Podcast. We do not claim ownership of any works based on J.R.R. Tolkien, New Line Cinema, Warner Brothers, or Games Workshop. This podcast is purely for entertainment. The thoughts, as rare as they are, are solely that of our hosts and guests. Farewell, listener, until we meet again.